look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back. You're here with Dave and Faisal on News Talk 770. Um, Faisal, we've got a kind of an interesting topic to cover here. Um, substance abuse we hear about in the news a lot, right? Opioids and those kinds of things. But substance abuse isn't necessarily um, just those, uh, just you know, those items, and it's not just that, that. It's not prescription drugs only. Prescription drugs, yeah, exactly. And it, it's not just the perhaps the people that we typically think about that might uh, might be abusing different substances. So, so there was an article that came out that talked about baby boomers uh, are are having an issue. Right. Some of them are having issues with drinking and drug misuse. Right. And so this has now become a, a concern, an urgent action is required, according to some experts. So let's bring an expert on the show and talk about this. Yeah, um, because we're interested in this. So we've got Dr. Uh, Louis Francis Cudi, who is a professor at the School of Public Health, University of Alberta, and an emergency, uh, emergency department physician here to help us understand sort of the, the scope and breadth of this particular problem. Uh, Dr. Francis Cudi, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Um, maybe you can uh, just give us this the size and the scale of scope of this problem. I mean, the article would indicate that urgent uh, attention is required here. How bad is the problem? Well, that article came out of The Guardian, out of the United Kingdom, and uh, was talking about specifically the problems they're having there and in Europe. But then it also mentioned that they're predicting their rates for this problem is going to double by 2020, which is only three years away. Yeah. And they're actually predicting it's going to triple in the United States. So where does Canada fit in this? Well, uh, a study came out in 2013, four years ago, by the Centre for Addiction and Mental Health out of Ontario, and it showed that we really need to get on this problem because Canadians might not know this, but there's more hospitalizations every year for alcohol-related illness than heart attacks. And so we know this is a major problem. We were warned uh, four years ago that we really better put it on our radar screen, and we really haven't put it on our radar screen. So we're, we're going to pay the consequences of this if we don't wake up to it. Doctor, are you, in that study, were they referring to all, all of the population, or are we focusing on the 55-plus in that study? Because you caught me on, by surprise when you, when you said that, that stat. Yeah, that one focused on all, but we know for a fact that it is a problem uh, getting worse in baby boomers. So anyone that's, you know, between the ages of, uh, you know, 55 and 74 right now, um, that, that's the group that we're going to focus on. But when, when you take a look at women, for example, and young women especially, um, they're heading in the wrong direction as well. And it boils down to this, the word broken. Mm. We've got broken people and we've got a broken system that's not addressing uh, their needs. And these people are broken for a variety of reasons, whether it's, you know, their loneliness, the living in poverty, adverse, you know, childhood experiences, they're in pain, uh, relationship issues. People are broken. And so what do broken people do? They turn to something that makes them feel good. And we've got a very alcogenic culture. Mm -hmm. You go to any reception, the first question you're asked is red or white. Yeah. You know, yeah. so uh, media is all around us far too easy to access these products they're way too cheap and they're advertised 
as a lifestyle. So, you know, people that sell these products are very sharp. They know people are broken. And so, you know, these clever commercials they put on, everyone's having a good time. Everyone looks great. And you want to be part of that. But, um, I mean, your listeners know that uh, alcohol abuse especially can lead to risk of suicide, depression, brain damage, dementia, uh, liver damage, stomach ulcers, and the list goes on, including certain cancers. So do we have a problem? Yes. Why? People are broken. Are we addressing their needs? Absolutely not. Is the problem going to get worse? Absolutely. And are we ignoring it? Yeah. So, Doctor, before uh, Dave's significant other starts thinking he has a drinking problem, <laughs> what's the definition of abusing alcohol? Because that is that one drink a day? Is that like what's what? What do we uh, use as that that measuring or that benchmark, benchmark that says uh, that person is now uh, abusing or or misusing the the alcohol? Yeah. Well, you know what? There's some questionnaires out there. One's called the Cage Questionnaire, C A G E that your viewers can just Google. But basically, if you're, if you're consuming more than 11 units per week, so a unit would be either a drink of you know, beer or spirits or wine. So if you're consuming more than 11 per week, um, if you're consuming more than, let's say, three or four or five at one time, that's binge drinking. Uh, have you missed work as a result of it? Uh, do you need a drink first thing in the morning? Has somebody told you you should cut down on your drinking? Uh, are you annoyed when people talk to you about your drinking? Those are sort of indicators that you have a problem. And you've got to remember that uh, a lot of people have addictions. And these people, you cannot just tell them, stop drinking. Uh, we know there's great programs out there. When physicians run into problem, our regulatory college sends them off to these detox programs. And 85% of those physicians are able to recover and get back and perform at a very high level. So we know that exceptionally well-designed, delivered programs are successful. Um, unfortunately, the majority of the Canadians don't get access to those programs. And is that they don't get access because it's not available through the public system, or is there some other reason why they don't have access to it? Well, uh, both are right. Uh, a, if we had to give every Canadian that needed those services um, those services, it would probably bankrupt the system because there's so many Canadians that could have access to them but don't have access to them. Right. Um, the other thing is we don't screen enough. Uh, these people present on a daily basis to our healthcare system, and we're afraid to ask them if they have problems. Um, then you need to tailor the programs, obviously, if that's age appropriately. And, uh, you know, there are things we can do, but governments are not willing to even entertain the notion of increasing prices increasing the age of drinking, uh, put more severe labels on uh, any product that has alcohol in it, like we do for cigarettes and tobacco, mm -hmm. uh, restricting access. So in Alberta, uh, it's bad news because we've privatized it. And so now you can get liquor just about anywhere at any time. So provinces that have not done that uh, should continue to have their strict control. And, um, you know, the other thing we need to is to have a, a frank discussion as to uh, why are we in this mess and what are we going to do to get out of it? Uh, quite frankly, that report that came out should have woken us up four years ago, and it didn't. So we're, I think we're heading for real problems. So are, are there medical reasons uh, why perhaps older people are more at risk of addiction, or is that not true? It's, it's right across the board. Well, uh, there's many, many different reasons. So older people may be lonelier. They have more access to uh, disposable income. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've reached a stage in their life where they're going, wow, is that all there is? And, you know, they're probably miserable and they're trying to either drink their way or, you know, smoke their way or do drugs. 
out of it. Uh, but it's it's a become a very tolerant exercise within society. And because, you know, governments regulate it, the public thinks that the government's looking after their best interest, but the government is not looking after their best interest. If it was, uh, they'd have far greater controls and uh, they'd be more interested in having this discussion. As a, um, as a physician yourself, um, what role, I guess, does, uh, does our family GP play in, uh, in identifying that and bringing it to our attention? Because you're right, we've probably been socialized to, to not even really notice it. Sure. I mean, a good family GP, if you go to them on a regular basis, and they're there looking after your best interest, not there to, you know, generate money for, you know, their clinic, um, they'll be asking questions and identifying. And if you've got a problem, they'll say to you, you know, Harry, uh, you've got a problem with diabetes. Let's treat you. No differently, they'll say, Harry, I think you've got a drinking problem or a drug problem. How can we help you? And if Harry's an addict, then let's not stigmatize them because they have a a medical illness known as addiction. Mm -hmm. You know, right now we blame addicts and say it's your fault, you're a weak individual, suck it up, you know, just stop doing drugs or stop doing alcohol. It's not that easy. It was an interesting point you just made about if you go to your doctor regularly. Mm-hmm. And that's because we don't consider drinking alcohol in, a, in large quantities, like he mentioned, uh, as a problem. We won't go there for that. But if your if your stomach hurts right. or if you've yep. got a problem yep. somewhere where you can where you can physically feel it, then you will you will go. And, and I, I I think most of the people that we talk to from our you know that uh, are, are saying that they won't go to a doctor for a regular you know visit for the sake of visiting the doctor to get an update. More of it just a uh, I have to do my annual checkup, and if right. there's something wrong, I'll go. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, people have to understand that there's consequences of, um, you know, abusing alcohol, drugs. And uh, we need to have that discussion because the diseases, as you mentioned, that are out there related to this are quite uh, prevalent in all sorts of presentations and emergencies. So uh, if we had to start looking for everyone that's got a substance abuse problem, which we did many years ago, uh, we had to stop asking because there were so many people we just weren't able to provide adequate services to them. Wow. So how much is it costing us? It's estimated at least $14.6 billion a year. That's and what 14. if it was privatized, though? What if that was privatized and the individual had to pay out of their own pocket? No different than if I have to go to a chiropractor, it comes out of my own pocket if I don't have health insurance through my or extended insurance through my company. Um, yeah. So- now, now, by saying that, you're probably going to drive the problem even worse. Because if somebody's got a problem like that and you say to them, oh, well, let's say somebody's had a heart attack. So you're saying to them, well, you had a heart attack because of your lifestyle. So pay for your own heart transplant or pay for your own uh, cardiac catheterization. Not very fair, is it? No, I I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Okay, so 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 what's what's the... What's the solution that we can go towards now? Because there's, there's a the family's or individual's annual checkup that they have with their doctor for their physical. Are there ways that you can tell if this if an individual is 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 misusing drugs or alcohol, or is it purely it has to come from the the patient themselves saying, "I think I have a problem." Well, family and friends know first. So you just look at uh, your life. And I'll bet you you'd be able, I mean, don't do it online, but you'd be able to identify people that, <laughs> you'd be able to identify people just like it. I could identify people that have problems. So that's not hard. Identifying who's got the problem is not difficult. What is difficult is to have a system in place so that these people feel comfortable enough and they don't feel shamed and they feel there's going to be compassion. So when that little clerk 
that works at the bank says, you know, I think I've got a drinking problem, or when that doctor says, I think I have a drug problem, or when that lawyer says, I think I do too much cocaine, then we listen to them. And we, and we don't shame them, but we say, okay, well, listen, you know, it took a lot of courage to say that. Now here's how we're going to help you. And you know what? One of the ways to get the public's attention is, why don't we draw we drop the uh, blood alcohol level to uh, 0.02 on our roadways? That in itself would identify a lot of people yep. who've got a lot of problems. Yeah, you bet. And, and you know it. what? You, you think you've got problems now. Wait till they legalize cannabis. You yeah. ain't seen nothing yet, brother. Let's do it. We'll do, we'll do a follow-up. We've got to bring him back. We've got to bring him back. Exactly right. Because um, you're going to get a lot there. of bad emails, Dave. Remember, it's Dave you send all your bad emails to, not Faisal, about this. All right? Because mine's already I'll full. I'll redirect the ones I get to you guys, too. Yeah, <laughs> Fantastic. Not... We will follow up, and we, we do, we do want to do a segment on that. Uh, thank you very much for, doing, uh, for joining us, Dr. Francis Scudi. Okay. Have a good day, guys. All right. We've been joined by Dr. Louis Francis Scudi. He's a professor at the School of Public Health, University of Alberta, an emergency department physician, uh, and we look forward to that follow-up uh, segment that we do with him. Faisal, we've got an upcoming seminar here that we should remind everybody about. Yeah, that's on Tuesday, September 26, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. We're going to talk about health. We're going to talk about taxes. We're going to talk about bulletproofing your retirement, so you need to reserve your seats for this. Give us a call, 966-8400, 966-8400, or go to our website at morethanmoneyradio.com. You want to hear about a way to spend some time in your retirement working with your parents' generation? Tune into the next segment. You're here on News Talk 770 and More Than Money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.